Tonight on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, we try to investigate the chaos that is Twitter for the NFL Draft. It's time for Garbage Time. Guys, welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football. We are 10 days away from the draft, and we are joined tonight by Ryan and, as always, the ghost of Ron Seymour. How are we doing tonight, guys? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm curious to see how Ron Seymour is doing. He always seems to have the same vibe going, but... Ron, how you doing? I knew it. I knew that. Yep, same vibes. Always the same tone too. I like he always gives good advice, but like always on the same tone. It's the weirdest shit you've ever seen. Guys, JJ and uh, Ron will be back next week for the sabotage mock draft. We are doing that on Monday and Tuesday. It is like a holiday around here where we do a regular mock draft, but we each get a sabotage to interrupt the draft process for each one of us and instill some chaos in it. And then we have a point value chart for it that we do during the draft and we tally it up and see who wins through the chaos. Ryan, you looking forward to that? <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to it. You know, it's, as you know, I think I get thrown for the biggest loop of the sabotages. So it's usually stressful for me, but it's a fun time. It's all in good fun. It's a nice little friendly slash not super friendly competition. We get to have with each other and it always makes the draft more exciting. Yeah, it's definitely not a friendly competition because you think you've made a genius pick or a genius trade, and then all of a sudden you're not allowed to take that draft pick. So it's we get to be frenemies for two 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 episodes in a row. Yeah, guys, and that's going to be next Monday and Tuesday. So if you want to see a not very effective mock draft where we're just looking to survive the NFL draft, Monday and Tuesday are going to be your show. So without further ado, let's get into the news. News updates. Guys, if you like the shit that we uh, spew here on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, don't be afraid to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. And you can also listen to us in audio forms on Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. And you can also listen to us at www.garbagetimeff.com, where you can also leave us voicemails and hate notes that we will play live in the show and answer them their questions. Uh, first little bit of news that I have for us tonight. Uh, Ryan, is that Jeremy Fowler is reporting Malik Willis is in the mix for the number two pick for the Lions. Do you believe this rumor going forward? No. I'm going to say no. How about you answer the question? I didn't sabotage you yet. (laughs) Do I think that Malik Willis goes number two? Do you think he's at least in the mix for the number two pick? I don't think so. I don't. No. Nope. I think. Oh, Sue is back. Sue is back in the comments. Uh, let's see what this guy's got to say to us. Happy to see you. And uh, yeah, I agree. Um... Daily appearance from Sue. Kind of fuck the Chiefs, he says. I'm guessing this has to do with the Tyree kill trade many weeks ago. But Tua, th- Sue, thanks for letting us know about it. Definitely join us for the sabotage mock draft next week. You want to laugh your ass off. 
Two I, reasons, I two reasons only, he says. What do you got for us, Sua? Anyway, what were we saying about Malik Willis? I guess he could be in, a mid, in the mitts. Like, I shouldn't say he's not in the mitts, but I just don't think that's where the Lions go. Yeah, I, I kind of am leaning this way that there may be a trade at that spot or they may end up picking him because they're trying to get him into the facil- into their facility to get a last look at him. I don't know if this is because they want to make the appearance that they may be picking him and they may want to get someone in to trade for that spot or if it's that they actually have legitimate interest here. I'm My interest is definitely peaked here. I don't know if he'll end up being the pick or not, but I think it's something we should actually discuss um, that over be- the next week. That might be kind of smart on their end if, you know, if the Saints or the Steelers are really looking at him and the uh, the Lions are like, oh, well, we might do it. Might be able to get them to jump up to try to get him. Sua, you said you're a Chargers fan. We've always been under the impression you were a Chiefs fan, so fuck no. Patty Mahomes. At least you cleared that up for us. I know he's a Chargers fan. I knew that, Sua. I know you. I definitely did not know that. Uh, make sure you like tonight's show and, you know, tell your friends about the Sabotage Mock Draft next week. I remember the small details. All right, Jeff Duncan of uh, NOLA.com believes that Kenny Pickett could be the New Orleans Saints guy uh, in round one. Anything to this as well? I I can see it. I always thought that they might they they might prefer Malik Willis, but I think most of, a lot of what I read had Kenny Pickett. They think he might be one of the more quarterback ready, not pro ready, um, to play that position sooner. They think Malik Willis would probably at least need a red shirt year, but um, I could see it. I could see it going either way, honestly. Oh, uh, Sue and anyone else from the heckling fandom that's watching the show tonight too. We are doing a uh, fact and crap segment for Twitter draft rumors. When we get out of the news here too, if you have it, if you've heard any rumors that you'd like our opinions on to see if we think that they're fact or crap, put them right in the comments too. We'll put them up in the show and you guys can play along with us. We picked five or six for each other. That we're going to go back and forth on, but we'd love to get them in during that segment. So feel free to throw them down in the comments too. Next little bit of news we have here. Uh, the Athletics says that Baker Mayfield is not the only guy in the Panthers list. This seems to be the fact, right? Uh, yeah, I was I was hearing they were inquiring on um, Jimmy G. They were, they were kind of dabbling in that pool a little bit as well. Okay. Uh, do you think he'd have a lot of fantasy relevance there with the – uh, Panthers or not really? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Let's let Sue interject here again. Sue says best quarterback in the league is Herbert. Best running back is Eckler. Best wide receivers are Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Best strong safety is Derwin James. I do believe that. Best defensive player in the league, Joey Bosa. He's definitely up there. Um, you guys are stacked, and I've actually got an early bet um, on FanDuel for the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. So I don't know if I'll cash out on that early or if I'll try to ride them all the way to the Super Bowl. They're my early favorite, my father's favorite team too. So it's nice to know that there's actually another Chargers fan out there. I didn't think they existed. <laughs> uh, next little bit of news that we have here is quarterback James Bradbury did not report to the start of offseason workouts. There's a lot of players not returning right now. What's your thoughts on this? Are they going to trade him during the draft? I don't know. Did they what what's his reason? Is he just holding out? I believe that they were talking about potentially trading him and he didn't like the talk of that in this offseason. He's projected to be worth more than 20 million over the cap. So I don't know if it just is the fact that he doesn't like that team, the direction it's heading, or if he didn't like the rumors that were floating out there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I think he stays. 
Okay, we'll talk about another defensive player here, too. I understand this is a fantasy football show, guys, but we are in the slow part of the season, so bear with us. Defensive players matter, even in DST formats. Jadavion Clowney is expected to re-sign with the Browns, even though it will not be before the draft. Uh, it's probably because he doesn't want to work, be in off-season workouts. Uh, do you fully expect him to re-sign with the Browns? Yeah, and I think the Browns might be looking to to clear up some extra cap space on their end and stuff, you know, that they can unload Baker, things like that. So mm -hmm. I think they're just looking to do a little bit of house cleaning before. I would 100% agree with that too. Jarvis Landry is also expected to wait until after the draft to sign with the team. And reading in the little segments of this too, absurdly enough, he seems to be asking for $20 million a year. Is this an absolute ridiculous ask from him? Do you think he's going to sell for a lesser price? Typically, like, I feel like yes, but then you just saw the wide receiver contracts this year that were just insane. So I guess, honestly, it seems like the sky's the limit for what these wide receivers can ask this offseason. I mean, it's kind of crazy. If Christian Kirk's worth $21 million, 21 to 23, depending on the year. Exactly. Isn't like, Jarvis Landry worth $20 million? Exactly. Like, it's so inflated right now that I think that's why – you see Debo, McLaurin, A.J. Brown, like, they're making a smart move. You know, jump on the gravy train while it's still going and teams have money because the the salaries this year are nuts. Yeah, um, we'll get into that little new segment here just in a second, too. I want to touch on one more thing with him. Is there any potential for him to get this kind of a salary, or is the money just going to run out after the draft where there's no potential for it anymore? Is he going to have to settle for something less and maybe go back and play with Cleveland? I think he settles for less. Like it might end up being like a more of a short-term contract, kind of maybe like a prove it kind of thing, mm -hmm. or or maybe it's heavily incentive-based. Uh, do you see a location where he may end up playing? Do you think it'll be back with Cleveland? I've heard that rumor. Do you think there's another team that may sign him? I could. I would say probably back for Cleveland. Go play with his uh new two hundred thirty million dollar quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it'd be good for his fantasy value. I think. Uh, I would personally like to see him in that spot, but uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of interesting because we'll have to see what the Browns do and other teams that miss out on wide receivers do, which I don't think many teams will miss out on them. There's a ton in this draft, and they're going to think that they have their perceived guy, I think. That's why I'm surprised to see Jarvis Landry waiting till after the draft. I mean, I guess what would help is even if a team drafts some of these rookie guys, like they'll be cheap to start, so a team might still have money. But some teams, like you just said, are going to feel like they got their guy in the draft and not really have an interest in signing a $20 million wide receiver. Yeah, exactly. Um, there was also a report uh, based on an interview that was done with Antonio Gibson. He said he expects to remain in a committee with J.D. McKissick this year. Do you think this is an absolute mistake by the Washington commanders? Um, it, it seems that they're laying all the cards out here for that team. And is this going to destroy his fantasy value, especially in dynasty formats where you're going to be potentially looking to draft him in startups right now? As a Gibson owner, I hate it because they just they seem so hesitant to let let him go, like just let him get hot and run with him. They keep wanting to do the committee thing. That's why I, I was kind of excited to see McKissick leaving, and then he chose to stay. Um, and I I I don't know if it's because the commanders are worried about it how injury prone he is if they want to keep McKissick active mm -hmm. keep him in the game, keep, you know, keep him taking snaps and stuff. So yeah, it's sots, but I definitely see them doing a committee again. 
All right, what is Antonio Gibson's upside now that he's going to be in that committee with J.D. McKissick? Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be different now that Carson Wentz is there? What's the outlook? That's tough. Um, I, I'm going to say the same because, like, Carson Wentz, he's coming from – Coming from the Colts, where they had Jonathan Taylor, so Carson Wentz is used to being in a with a heavy run team, so I could still see them using the run quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it helps McKissick's value in the receiving role, though, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's what I, I I think Gibson stays the same though. I think he'll probably be like, I don't know, top twelve, top fifteen, potentially. Um, let's answer Sue's question here too, before we get in a little bit on the news. His question is, is, do you think Derek Stingley Jr. Jr. will end up going to the Bolts? Um, while that would bolster their secondary, I honestly don't think Derek Stingley Jr. is going to make it to the Bolts, at least in any draft that I've got. Um, there was one draft where I had them drafting Chris Olave at wide receiver. That was my last mock draft. Um, so going deep at the wide receiver position, giving your young quarterback as many weapons as they could have. But there was also them taking another offensive lineman, the one from Northern Iowa. His name is escaping me. He's a guard center. I think we both had, when we mocked together, we had them taking Trevor Penning. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, Trevor Penning. I, I feel the same way. I think they go offensive line here. I Well, well when I was watching Trevor Penning, <laughs> you know, on all the recap and all the experts on YouTube who were underlaying him, he's highly aggressive. He's versatile. You can pay him, play him at two positions, two positions he can help with the Chargers. And those defenses in that division are getting a little bit stronger too. So you want to beef up that line in places where you've lost it a little bit. So I think Trevor Penning would be the perfect fit for them. And I think the ideal fit for you. Um, Stingley is interesting from the fact that he was immensely talented in his freshman year. And he, he could have won the Heisman as a quarter his freshman year. That's how well he played. But then he was kind of a letdown the next few years, whether that was because of injury or a change in the style of defense. So Stingley is an interesting prospect for this year. Yeah, and uh, looking really quick at my your my yours mock, um, we had him going five pits earlier at number twelve to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had him going a little bit earlier than when the Chargers will be up to bat. And I think that's been a very common spot where pe- many people have mocked him. There's a good chance that in the sabotage mock draft, he will not be mocked there because someone may tell us we can't fucking pick him in that spot. Sue also says, if you think I'm talking about the Colts, I am not. I thought I heard you say the Colts. Yeah, I think you said the Bolts. I said the Bolts, not the Colts. He's, he's here in my upstate jargon. All right, next little bit of news that we've got here, too. Uh, we'll talk about the three wide receivers that did not show up for voluntary workouts at this point in the offseason. It was DK Metcalf. Uh, there was Terry McLaurin. And what is the one I am missing, Ryan? Uh, Samuel and AJ Brown. Yeah. So why don't you go into this uh, segment for me a little bit? What's the reason why these guys aren't showing up? And from one to four, what's the most realistic chances that they won't be on their team next year or do you see all of them being on their teams next year yeah so basically all of those I, all of those guys are making an average are set to make an average of like two million dollars this year yet they've established themselves as pro bowl wide receiver ones um so they saw all these big contracts getting signed and now they want to get paid instead of playing for two million dollars next year and risk being injured in their contract year 
Um, so they're pushing to get paid. Honestly, AJ Brown, I think definitely gets signed. I do too. Um, I think Debo gets signed. He, I mean, he was the team, basically. Yeah. Uh, he, he's the reason they were in the playoffs. They may not have even made it to the playoffs if he wasn't like, on that team. The only one that I'm like 50-50 on, whether he's on the team or gets traded, is Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about that is A.J. Brown is also taking a playbook now out of the Debo Samuel playbook and the Kyler Murray playbook, which is taking his team off Instagram because they are not paying him. So A.J. Brown has done the same thing. Debo has done the same thing. The only one here that hasn't is Terry McLaurin. He, he just seems to do things quietly, and I don't know if that's cognizant of what the commanders are going to do, but I could see him. You're saying he may not be on the team Past the season, I think he may get paid first out of all of these guys. They they need good headlines. They they do need some positive press. Like if I was them, I would be re-signing him. Take get some good headlines out there, make your fan base something to be happy about. Um, because there hasn't been much to be thrilled about coming out of there lately. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of people getting the bag, not wide receivers, how about corners? What do you think about Denzel Ward's five year 100.5 million dollar contract? Yeah, that's huge. I mean, he's a solid player. Um, does that make him the highest paid? Highest paid corner. I no, I believe we already discussed one that is a bigger cap hit this year. Uh, Bradbury, at least for the year, I don't believe that'll make him because that puts him at about twenty million a year. And I believe um, the Chargers actually signed J.C. Jackson to a bigger contract. Correct? I think it, maybe. I think it's solid for them. They just locked up a. a a proven, proven defensive player for, you know, several years. Hey, Chargers um, fan, what was the contract J.C. Jackson got? I know he got a pretty big one. You probably know that. Anyway, continue, Ryan. Um. So, yeah, I'm I'm with it. Yeah, I mean, he's a good – he's a, actually a great corner. He's definitely top five in the league. He gets to stay home there with the Cleveland Browns. They seem to just be finding money everywhere to pay everyone except Jarvis Landry, apparently. Um, so yeah, he's a hometown grown talent. That gets to is five years, 82 and a half million. So this is actually a bigger contract than JC Jackson. That's yep. impressive. So yeah, you know, the, uh, homegrown talent gets paid very well and he always seems to do things right. So I think there's not many people more observing to get a nice contract. Uh, Andy Reid says that the team will not run a different offense, more significantly different, even with Tyree kill gone. Do you believe that's actually the truth, or is that a smoke screen? Are they going to have to change this offense significantly to work someone like Juju into this offense differently, or is it just going to run just how Patrick Mahomes has run it? You're going to have to do something a little bit different. I mean, you're not going to have a guy that runs 24 miles an hour <laughs> down the sideline anymore. I mean, you're going to, there's going to be some type of difference, I feel like, whether that's, you know, yards after the catch or, you know, the – the bombs that Tyreek Hill's able to catch. I mean, they've definitely gotten some taller guys now, mm-hmm. which I think will help. I saw I saw an interview with Patrick Mahomes mentioned that. Um, but something – you don't have to alter a little bit. Do I think it's com- going to be shockingly different? No. It's going to be basically the same thing, but there's going to be some small changes. Is Patrick Mahomes going to suffer in fantasy football with Tyreek Hill gone, or is this going to have no effect on him? I think he's, he's still going to be a top quarterback. So you would still take him in the top three? Probably. 
I imagine uh, Josh Allen and uh, Sue's boy would be in that category. Yep. Okay. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy signed with the Bears. Is there anything fantasy significant here? I feel like nothing on the Bears is fantasy significant. That is true. They are rebuilding. Uh, and JJ, the same sentiment moving on and crossing that off my list. Last little bit of news I have here, which I thought was kind of interesting, and I'm just getting more of a laugh out of it, was the Jags offensive coordinator, Press Taylor, says that Evan Ingram will create mismatches in 2022, and he thinks he's a good weapon for the team. Uh, what What is he smoking? Because obviously he hasn't watched Evan Ingram play the last few years. Yeah, they better work on those concrete hands. I don't know. They got to work on the drops. Sue's got some words of confidence for us. He says, hey, I just want to let you guys know you will make it to 10K subs in the next year or less. Trust me. Keep grinding and keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, Sue. You're one of the original heckling fandom, and we'd love to absolutely get there. So get the show out. Put it out on Twitter for us and stuff. And if you'd uh, ever like to come on a show or leave us more questions or voicemails, feel free to do it. We'd love to answer any questions you guys have and get the show more interactive with the fans, too. So, Ryan. Without further ado, are you uh, ready to get into the chaos that is the Twitterverse? Yeah, I got some trade rumors ready. Yeah, I got some ready for you too. Sue, feel free to drop some at the bottom if you have some too. All right, so the way that we're going to do this too is this is a fact or crap session where we are going to give uh, a user's rumor from Twitter because this is the time of the year, 10 days before the draft, where there's so many rumors out there for the NFL draft. You don't know what's real and what's fake. Teams are putting smoke out there. Fans are putting smoke out there. People are just trying to get clicks. So we thought we'd pick a few of our favorites on Twitter and ask the opposing person if we think they're true. So if you happen to be watching the show right now, too, feel free to drop some down on the bottom, too, if there's some from Twitter or anywhere else, for that matter of fact, that you think you'd like to be answered by, you know, two of the most active hosts of Garbage Time Fantasy Football lately. So, Ryan, feel free to go to those two drops, the fact crap drop, and I will let you ask your question first. All right. So, and I also have my notes, so I'll give you my thoughts on my rumors once you answer. <laughs> so, I've seen this both ways. Panthers trading up to snag your quarterback from number six or the Panthers trading down out of number six. Well, my opinion on that is this rumor is absolute crap. They are not going to trade out of that number six spot. Um, then they are also not going to trade up for a quarterback, too, because there is a lot of other needs in that defense. So they are not going to be in that situation to trade up, and I really do not think they will trade back either. I think they will pick from that spot and wait for what falls to them. What falls to them um, is to be determined in the sabotage mock draft for next week. So, no. This is absolute crap. Yeah, so for me, I thought them trading up absolutely out of the question. Um, they're sitting at number six. Um, they they don't have any capital to trade with, really. They don't have after the first, they don't have another pit till the fourth. So I don't know what they would be giving to be able to move up. Um, as far as trading down, I guess. For me, that depends on how seriously they're looking at Baker and Jimmy G. Mm -hmm. I wonder, I could almost see if they snagged one of them before the draft. I could almost see them trading out of that pick. Um, but I still don't love it. 
But I think it's more likely they trade down than that they trade up. I think them trading up is absolutely not going to happen. All right. So now we'll go on to my first rumor from Twitter. We're already on the topic of the Panthers, so I will drop in my rumor from the Panthers that I found on Twitter. This was from at W. Bister or Willie Brister. He says, the Panthers are more linked to Willis and Corral, also Riddler, as opposed to Kenny Pickett. Is this fact or crap? Oof. And that's a fact. I'm going to go with that. Why, why is um, this a fact? I am hearing rumors that Ritter has been killing it in his interviews as well as um, doing film sessions with teams. His his interest has definitely picked up. I did see Willis kind of does have that rushing ability that they might miss from Cam Newton. I definitely don't think he is Cam Newton, but I think that they might want some of that rushing ability back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm leaning more towards fact on this one. So you don't think that, uh, Kenny Pickett may not be their guy? Agreed. Okay. All right. What's your next, uh, rumor from Twitter? My next one is Jamison Williams, top 10 pick. Ooh, now this one I have struggled with for a while. Um, but my initial feeling on that 10 days from the draft is. And that's a fact. Really? I think he could go number 10 to the Jets. Honestly, um, I think they're assessing the talent of him potentially being a top 10 pick. I would not be shocked if Atlanta took him because they are in an absolute rebuild gear. They do not give a crap what their record is going to be this year. And he's the most talented wide receiver in this draft. Uh, I believe those Ohio State wide receivers are also very talented. This draft is very deep in the position. You have a lot of number twos, I think in this draft, but the only true number one that I could see in the long-term distance is Jamison Williams. And I think teams are going to be willing to be patient with him. And the reason why I think the Jets may be able to take him at number 10 is they took two tight ends this offseason. They're going to play a lot of two tight end sets. They have three decent wide receivers that they can let him wait out and be healthy with. And like I said, he's got good long-term potential to be a number one wide receiver, which they were trying to make trades for all offseason. He's the number one talent. I think they're willing to be patient with him. I would like for them to take another wide receiver around two should they take him because of the ACL concern. But as we've seen this offseason, teams don't really have concerns with the ACL like they used to. I mean, look at Godwin getting $60 million from the Bucks. It's just no longer a concern. Yeah. Um, my only thing was I almost want if, – if you're taking a top 10 guy, I almost thought teams would be looking for someone that have an immediate impact. But – you bring up a good point with like the Jets, for example, might just be like, we're shooting for 2023 at this point, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the fence. Okay. It's an interesting thought you put to that. So my next Twitter rumor here comes from at draft talk line and at draft talk line says, Jerry Jones wants to trade up in the NFL draft for an offensive line lineman. The one he specifically was talking about is Evan Neal. Is this fact or crap, Ryan Warner? Where are they picking right now? 25? Yes. I'll give you a moment to stew on that one. Oh, load of crap, huh? I'm going to say crap on that just because of how high they would have, in my opinion, how high they would have to trade up to get Evan Neal. Um, I think because 
I, I think both both of us, I know I did, had Evan Neal going to the Tetsons at number three. Mm-hmm. You had Evan Neal going at number five to the Giants. Um, I I don't know if either of those teams pull out of that if Evan Neal's there. I just think what the Cowboys, because to move from 25 all the way up to top five, mm-hmm. you're going to have to give up a boatload. I mean, I could see the one for one move up because they lost Lyle Collins this offseason uh, because of their cap issues. But for what they would need to give up to move up for him, he would need to significantly fall. What do you think that point is in the draft that Evan Neal would need to fall for them to be able to move up to? I think have to fall. he would have to fall out of the top ten. Yeah, and honestly, I don't see that happening. I don't believe right. with Evan Neal. Um, I, any mock draft that I've done, I – haven't come up with a scenario where I've had him out of the top 10 yet. Agreed. So let's move on to your next rumor. My next one's a twofer, all right? Oof, Number one, rumor. the Lions have absolutely no interest in Thibodeau. And there's some rumors floating around that people like thinking Thibodeau might fall out of top the top five because of character concerns. Okay, so this is a two-parter, huh? Yep. And that's a fact. Well, you get a half-hearted answer here where the first part of that question, I believe, is a fact. I do not believe the Lions are interested in taking Kevin on Thibodeau uh, with the number two pick for the reason that apparently the head coach doesn't like him. And I do believe the beat reporters are talking about this. I don't think he fits the character of what they're looking to do. I kind of think they want, for lack of better terms, meatheads playing on defense, people that only believe football and not the modern-day athlete, which may be interested in their brand, which they're all interested in their brand. They want to make money. So what's wrong with that? But I don't know. The Lions culture doesn't perceive me as one that would want to take on the – I'm going to say the thoughtfulness of Kayvon Thibodeau because I think he's got more interests than just outside of football. But that doesn't dictate that he couldn't have an absolutely fantastic career in the NFL. I mean, look at an intellectual like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's got outside interests, but he's had a great career. Will he fall out of the top five? I absolutely believe he will not get past the Giants in the top five. So that will not happen, and that is a load of crap. It's worth mentioning in our mock together, you had the Giants taking Evan Neal at five and Kayvon Thibodeau at seven. Well, I'm on a different pattern this week. <laughs> and not to be boring, but I, I pretty much agree with your sentiment. I, I think the Lions – don't take him just because of what's going to be available at the number two pick. If the Jags throw a curveball at everyone to Trayvon Walker, like the Giants are going to take Aiden Hutchinson. I feel like that's a no-brainer. What um, was it? I I said that I don't think I definitely don't think they take Thibodeau. Um, because mm-hmm. even if the Jags take like Trayvon Walker or something, I see the Lions taking Aiden Hutchinson. That's or, so- that's so funny that you mentioned those players. Go ahead and finish your thought, and then I'll go into okay. my next rumor. Um, as far as him falling out of the top five because of character concerns, I, I I do think that's kind of like a smoke screen. Um, I did have him going at four, so it's not like top five's that out of the question, but a lot of them are saying he's too worried about his brand, blah, blah, blah. But you know it would be really good for his brand? Playing well when he's in the NFL. So yeah. who cares if he cares about his brand a lot? that's going to be make him motivated to play really well in the NFL. So I don't, I don't really see how that's an issue. 
Um, this just is, since the beginning of this, it's always felt like teams are blowing the smoke so he falls further down draft boards. And, and I honestly believe that. I wouldn't be shocked if the, the Jets and Giants are two of the teams pushing this narrative because they desperately want him. Yeah. It, I, it just wouldn't shock me. I think if he falls to that four or five range, you definitely see the Jets or the Giants take him. Well, well let me give you an example because me being the biased Jets fan that I am, I, will, I look at all of their reports – and as of Friday, there's rumors floating around that they had an absolutely fantastic meeting with him last Friday, and they absolutely love him. So, but on the other hand, you're hearing rumors about them potentially going other ways, like the Florida outside line, Florida State outside linebacker too. They they said they've done thorough work on him too. So you know, there's direct and redirect from every team in the league right now. They do not want other teams knowing what they're doing in the draft. And they want to elevate their pick and get as much value as they can if they trade it out. So you're not going to know exactly what's true, what's bullshit, and what narratives they're putting out there. And I think Thibodeau is the kind of player where teams see him as very talented, and they want him to fall down the board to them a little bit. Yep. All right. So uh, you already mentioned Aiden Hutchinson here. It's kind of interesting, too, because I found him on a Twitter rumor. So the Line US reports you know, everything facts on Twitter. There is a growing rumor that Aiden Hutchinson will not be the first overall pick. So you don't have to tell us what's going to happen to your sabotage mock draft next week. You still got 10 days to decide that. But your sentiment right now, is there a chance that Aiden Hutchinson won't be the first overall pick? Is that fact or crap? Oof. And that's a fact. I'm saying oh, it's wow. solely, okay. solely because it's the freaking Jaguars, and if something's the, like they just they just do shit, and I think Aiden Hutchinson's the no-brainer pick. I think some people are trying to make their mods a little bit different, so they're throwing Trayvon Walker in there. I truly think he goes to Aiden Hutchinson, but it's the Jaguars, so who the heck knows? I've heard rumors about Trayvon Walker because the Jaguars pick players on measurables and not on stats. Aiden Hutchinson shows good on both, so I don't know how that would relate to the measurables, but I've heard a lot of other analysts who say Walker could potentially be the best outside linebacker in this draft. Honestly, he scares me a bit. I don't know exactly what to think of him. I like the measurables, but who honestly knows? And I've heard even rumors of them taking offensive line as early as late last week. So it, it's just a very interesting sentiment with this team. And I don't think you can count anyone out with the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's a reason why they're picking number one for the second year in a row. Right. All right. What is your fourth, fourth rumor for the heckling fandom? It's my fifth. My my Thibodeau was a twofer. I double dipped it. Ooh, it's okay. I've, I've got some more extra ones. And we'll, we'll go through my seven that we have them. So my final one is that the Giants absolutely love offensive lineman Charles Cross and that they've shown more interest in him than any other team. So honestly, I'm saying this is crap for the reason I believe they're interested in all three offensive linemen. They're not just interested in Charles Cross here. Listen, Iki Iquanu, Evan Neal, and Charles Cross are the top three offensive linemen in this draft. They're not just looking at Charles Cross. I don't believe he is their favorite. And I think they want to have other people slide down the board. I think Iki Kwanu and Evan Neal are their one and two. 
in draft day scenarios, do I think that they could potentially take Charles Cross? Yes, I do. I, I think there's a strong potential they could end up potentially taking him, whether they trade one of those picks, whether he falls to them at seven. But I don't think that fifth pick is really in line with him. Uh, they would need to see the first two offensive linemen taken and some strange variety where two outside linebackers that they or defensive end, depending on the format that they're playing, are taken. It, it, it's just equating to what's taken in front of you and what you're looking to fill. There's a lot of needs on that team. They can look safety, corner, and, and a plethora of other positions. Um, no, so I don't believe he is their top target for offensive linemen. I think there's two offensive linemen that they like better. They just are looking to redirect here or potentially look for looking for a team to come up and trade for him. Yeah, so almost I had the exact same things as you. I think if it gets them at number five and Itchy or Evan and Neil are available and they stay at that spot, I think that they take him. But the only significance this report has to me is does it indicate a willingness to trade back and pop to a position where they think Cross will be available. That could potentially happen too, and that'll be interesting to see if one of us come up with that genius scenario in our sabotage mock draft, and then one of the other people problem with that scenario. Next rumor I have for you, Ryan, I kind of cheated here and went to Adam Schefter's Twitter, but this is a rumor he kind of put out there and developed. Adam Schefter reported, uh, USC Drake wanted a projected first-round pick conducted a full – uh, positional workout of his pro day despite his ankle injury. Drake has been cleared to take part in football activities for uh, teams in the draft at this time. But the rumor here is is that he didn't run at the combine and he didn't run at the pro day. Is he fully ready to play for teams in this draft? Or is this fact or crap? And that's a fact. Okay, uh why? I'm going to say this solely because maybe, maybe I, I think he will be ready to play. Now, being ready to play and back to 100% are two different things. Um, maybe he's worried he's going to be a little bit slower and he doesn't want that to reflect on his 40 time at the combine or the pro day. Um, so I do think he, he will be ready to play. Whether he's at 100% speed in, is, I think, a different question. And it's worth mentioning, though, from April to September, that's several months. So that's a lot more time to rehab his ankle or whatever. Um, so he very, he, yeah, I'm sure he'll still be ready to play, but maybe it's just not 100% there yet where he felt comfortable putting on a speed show. Should teams be concerned about that ankle, though, especially if he's not willing to run and show them that he can run on that ankle? I it, it seems strange that he'll, he'll run football drills for teams, but not – Show him his speed. Yeah, I definitely think it's worth, like, teams kind of checking out and just getting a feel for. Um, whether I wonder, does that make him fall fall further down the board to another team? Mm -hmm. um, I think I had him going at number 11. You had him. You had him falling all the way down to 21. Mm -hmm. So maybe that does put him maybe in the later first round. Okay. We have a little bit of time here, so I'll go over the uh, last two that I had in case uh, you copied mine and found the same rumors on Twitter. So, at Sports News Buzz comes up with an Eagles rumor. They said no one is ruling out Philly will take a wide receiver for the third year roll in the first round. 
Is this factor crap? It's hmm. a good one. And that's a fact. You sure like that fat button tonight? Yeah, I'm gonna say it's a fat. I think they could definitely take a wide receiver. Um, you know, they they it's no secret they kind of a smaller wide receiver group, so maybe they try to go get some more size there. I believe you had a wide receiver going to them in Armok. Um, I think you had Chris Olave. Chris Olave, yeah, going there. Um, so I definitely don't think it's worth ruling out. Um, they kind of whiffed on their Aguilar pick a little bit. Um, a little bit. So I'm being generous. So maybe they try to maybe they try to get that back. Yeah, uh, they whiffed on Aguilar. They whiffed on uh, Jalen Rager. It's 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 been a bad pass for them. Uh huh. And I think they may look to go another direction. So this is the bonus factor crap question at PF Rumors. Is suggesting Tyler Lindenbaum, center from Iowa, may not hear his name called on the first night of the NFL draft. Is this fact or crap, or is there something to this? Ooh. This is a big old pile of crap, huh? I want to say crap mainly because I had him going 14 to the Ravens. Uh, I think, in at least in a lot of mods I did, you've seen a pretty big premium placed on offensive linemen. That center position um, is important. Uh, I just don't see how 30-something 30, 30 teams could just let him pass through. Um, so I am going to say that's a bunch of crap. I think he definitely gets taken in the – first round <laughs> i absolutely love this segment this is a really fun one so guys from the heckling fandom if you want us to do more segments of factor crap just leave questions in the comments leave them on our instagram garbage time fantasy football or on twitter at garbage underscore time ff we'll be more than happy to answer these factor crap rumors from twitter on the show and we'll make segments out of it out of the year that was a lot of fun. Um, we could potentially do it even before the draft, maybe sabotage my draft if there's one or two that come up. It was just a really good segment, and I really enjoyed that. And uh, Guys, as we stated, next week is the freaking holiday for Garbage Time Fantasy Football. The Sabotage NFL Draft is next week. If you want to see a lot of pain and a lot of humor, join in for a format that we promise that you've never seen before, and you will absolutely enjoy doing with your friends year in and year out after that. Ryan, is there anything you've got to say to the heckling fandom before we get out of here? Actually, I've got one thought before we get out of here, too. Hit it. I, I just wanted to say, for Debo Samuel, there's no freaking way, as you pointed out, that he is going to be leaving the 49ers. I don't care yeah. what they have to pay him. $25 million a year is worth Debo Samuel because he will get your team to the freaking playoffs, and there's no reason – why they would trade him. He was the best player on that team last year, and he's going to be the best player on that team going forward. And that's over George Kittle. Um, I figured yeah. that was appropriate to say, considering he was in the title of the show tonight. Four, 1,400 receiving yards and averaging another six yards per carry on rushing. I, you, you have to sign that guy. Absolutely. Ryan, is there anything you wanted to say to the hacking fandom before I rudely interrupted you before we get out of here? Nope, just make sure to tune in for the uh, the Sabotage Mod Draft. It's always a fun time. 
Um, we split it up into two days, so it's not too long and boring because uh, it can take a little while once you get get hit with that sabotage. So definitely tune in. It's a it's a fun time, and it it gives you a lot of a lot of different variations of a mock with the sabotage. It's very hard for all four of us to have the same mock draft. So there'll definitely be some different opinions and uh, you'll, you'll see all sorts of players going different places. Let's ask Ron if he's got anything to say to the heckling fan before we get out of here. Thank you, Ron. It's, it's good. You do that or else I think, I think the listeners would have forgotten what he looks like. I know they really need just an update of what he looks like. And with that, guys, good night.